Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. This is the official podcast of the Sheffield Board Games Club. This is episode 26. I'm joined today by Samuel. Hello. Hello, Samuel. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. And we're also joined by Tom Cauldron as well. Hello, Tom. Hello, Rick. Hello, hello. So we're going to talk about uh, some board games that we played recently. We've got um, a couple to, to chat about that we played at the club. Uh, we've got a question of the week, which is, what are your favourite city-building games? But before that, I just want to have a quick chat about uh, what I did at the weekend. So it wasn't anything exciting, I was just doing a bit of shopping. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm usually quite organised, so um, I've, I've started doing a bit of Christmas shopping and I went down to Medwall. Um, and I went down to TK Maxx and they got quite a good board game selection in that shop. Not one that I usually... I usually go there for, you know, gifts and things like that for, like, family members and things. Um and they uh, they have like uh, you know with a with a run up to Christmas, obviously like a lot of families are going out and buying buying games and things. And we talked to, we talked with uh, Tom Lovell last week about uh, giving games as gifts as well, like for presents and things. But uh, yeah, I was surprised that um, they, had, they had quite a good quite a good selection. They got some 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 licensed games that you probably I don't know if you, if if you uh, if you'd want to jump in on there more than once maybe. <laughs> Perhaps is a nice a nice way of putting it. Um, they'd also got some like quiz games and things like that, and they'd got a couple that I recognised as well. So, what one that I saw was Chameleon, okay. uh, the one in yeah. the green box. Oh yes, uh, um, yeah. is that that's like the hidden roll one. Yeah. Uh, they've got another one as well called Big Money, which looks quite good. Okay, don't know that one. No, I, I think I've seen somebody playing it at the club, but I've not actually played it. But it looks all right from the description and from the box and everything. Uh, so I, w- I went there, uh, and then I also called in a game as well, you know, the uh, computer game uh, yeah. store game. Yep. And they've got oh, a really yeah. good selection. I was really surprised. The board uh, games? They've got, yeah, they've got loads of board games in. Yeah, I've, I, in fact, I've listed a few off. So they've got, uh, they had King of Tokyo. Right. They had Pandemic. Uh, what else did they have? They had uh, Photosynthesis. Uh, Forbidden Island, Cult Express, The Mind, King Domino. All those in stock, just on the shelves. So somebody at game, one of the buyers at games, obviously a big board gamer, and all looks at BGG for recommendations and gets gets some really good games in. So oh, if you're uh, if, if you're in game, uh, either in Meadowall or the Boulder or over on there's one in Barnsley, there's one in Sheffield. Uh, yeah, pop in and have a look because they have a quite a good board game selection. Have, have you seen any? Have anywhere have you noticed any? Well, what Waterstones have quite a few now. Oh yes, yeah. They do. Yeah, They've yeah. had a, a decent selection for a while. Actually, they've got a whole section. Yeah, uh, near the t- near the tills at the moment. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's quite good. Yeah, Waterstones actually sell magic decks as well. I have bought a few. Do they? Uh, magic cards from there. One. Yeah, or local one does. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. What you what you guys been up to? Um, I was at the Treehouse weekend with some friends. Played a few. Games. Oh, was you? Yeah. Yep. Their board game collection. Yep, was their board game collection. <laughs> Continues to expand. They've now got a freestanding unit as well as the two big wall units. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. Bigger and bigger than that. They've got quite a lot of board games for sale as well. They have, the yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. yeah. I'll have to organise a uh, day to go down there at some point, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. They've got screens up between the tables and things. It's all. But they still have a little store as well because they used to sell like a few games as well in, like, in the middle bit there. Do, they've got yeah. yeah, they've got lots now. Yeah, they, it used to be out of just one little uh, shelf in the corner, and now it's uh, like three or four shelves. Three, well, three or four yeah. sort of shelving units. Yeah. 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 And a couple of tables. Yeah. And various other bits and bobs. Actually, while I was there, I picked up um, 
the latest, latest three issues of Senate magazine, which is something I discovered while I was there. Mm. New, oh, never read that. There's a new board games magazine. It comes out three times a year. It started it. They've well, had six issues, so it started last year. Um, it's quite nice. Yeah, nice art. The, the reviews are not not so good, but lots of nice articles. Where they had the recent, mm. most recent one had well, if the two I've read, they've talked to Martin Wallace. They've talked to um, Hargrave, I think, is the designer of Wingspan. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, the artists from Evolution, I think various other things. Mm. It talks about different game mechanics and things. It's it's quite nice. It's kind of looks a bit like one of those sort of arty magazines. It's sort of a smaller size. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about A4 size, I think. Um, not sort of glossy papers. It's quite nice. Mm. Um, I, I sometimes pick up the tabletop games magazine. Yeah, I've not not every week, well. but every month rather. But yeah, yeah sometimes I. I picked up three because they'd got a they'd got a deal. You could buy three for two, and they're seven pounds each. So I was able to get three for fourteen pounds, hmm. which is nice. Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, so we played lots of games recently at the club. We've played a few together. We have played a few with other groups as well. But uh, uh, one of the games that I've played recently is uh, a game called Four Gardens. Um, if you've seen this one, you'll probably recognise it. It's one, the one with the big pagoda in the middle of the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen you playing it. I think. Yeah, yeah. There's like a pagoda, and it's got resources on each of the four sides. So when you play the game, you can you kind of sit facing one of the sides of the pagoda, and uh, the goal of the game is to get resources from the pagoda and then sort of build them, build these cards, which uh, tell you what resources you need. Uh, so there's like wood, water, stone, and grass. I think it is on this pagoda. You can play a card to spin sections of the pagoda around. And then you take resources either from the top down or from the bottom up. Uh, and that's quite important because you've only got space for four resources on your little board in front of you. So if the bottom one, for example, is like three water and you've, you've already got a wood in your, in your little space, you can only take the three water and then everything else is wasted if you're going from the bottom up. So it's kind of a game of planning ahead and figuring out what you need and making sure you go in the right direction, picking up the right cards... Um, you build these landscape cards, these panorama cards, and uh, the artwork on it is really nice. They like um, they uh, sort of join together into into a panorama. These cards, if you put them side by side, uh, so that's really nice, and it's uh, like really nice artwork and everything. So as you're building these panoramas up, you can see you can see this sort of picture of it appearing in front of you. Um, that that'll get you a few points, which you track on a like a separate board. Uh, and you keep playing until somebody's played so many panorama cards, depending on the number of players, and then most points wins. So the main the main gimmick about this game is obviously the pagoda. There's like a huge cardboard pagoda that sits in the table, uh, and it works really well. It works um, it it works uh, like like you'd expect. It's it's easy to read. The icons on the sides of it are like nice and clear. It spins around like nice and freely. Uh, a, a good thing as well is it fits back in the box, um, like all built up. You don't have to like dismantle it or anything. Um, there's a nice insert in the box where it all fits into place and everything. So uh, once you've actually built it and put it together, you don't have to like take it apart again. You can just fit it all. It comes apart in like sections, but those sections like fit in the box, uh, nice and neat. Um, so yeah, it's a, it was a good game. It's um, it's a bit of a race to get the the panorama cards sort of built. You, there's a few little bonuses as well that you can pick up, so you can have like an extra space on your board to store an extra resource. There's some bonus points you can get. You can like take some wild resources as well and just put them straight onto your panorama cards to build them. So yeah, it's a it's a nice simple family game. Might be a little bit too simple for extended play. You know, if you've played it like a few times, you've probably seen everything that there is to see in that. So 
um, if you if you want something a bit more complicated or something you know where you got a few more decisions to make, then it might be a little bit too simple. But as a gateway game and as as like an impressive kind of a table presence on the middle of the middle of the table, it's a it's a good yeah, it's a good game. I enjoyed playing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, looking at pictures of this on Board Game Geek. It does look very nice, very colourful. The uh, the panorama cards, like sort of super saturated and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's good. It's lovely. It's all the style. Yeah, the other thing is it plays two to four players, and, it, and I've played it at two players and four players, and it plays yeah just as well either way as well. Um, so it scales quite nicely. Uh, it takes about forty-five minutes, so it's not like an overly long game or anything. You can play it in well under an hour even at four players. So yeah, it's a good one. I can re- recommend it if you're after a nice, fun family gateway style game. Yeah, it's a good one to play. Uh, what you what you guys been playing? Uh, well, we obviously just had this last weekend. We had the big monthly games day at the Red Deer and there were a lot of big games happening and sometimes uh, everyone goes and mm. plays lots of um, sort of little filler games but uh, this time it was there was like four tables of big games going on at the same mm. time which was yeah. uh, which was nice <laughs> so uh, we played uh, um, me and you Rick we and a couple mm-hmm. of people were playing uh, a game called Iki which mm-hmm. uh, that was your your copy of the game, wasn't it? Yes, you've, you've yeah. recently got this. Has just uh, recently come out. Uh, I've also got a copy, and I've, I've played a couple of games at home. Two player. This is a game that's uh, it's actually a reprint of a, uh, the original game was printed in 2015, but this is uh, a reprint of it with all new art and components. I don't know if the gameplay is updated, but it, I know it's uh, it looks. Absolutely beautiful, and the and the uh, the component quality is amazing in there. Mm, yeah, published by Sorry We Are French, which is a great name for a publisher, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I presume they're French. <laughs> yeah, the designer is Kute Yamada, who I don't think has designed uh, much. There's only two games listed on Board Game Geek, and this is one of them. There were we, we had a four player game. Have you played it? Before that, was that your first game? No, I've only played it once. Yeah, yeah, uh, and there were a couple of other people who played it, mm. uh, who were playing it for the first time, and I played it yeah. once before. So yes, it was a, a bit of a learning game for all of us. Mm. The setting is sort of Edo in the uh, before the Meiji period, just uh, when uh, Edo is growing into the biggest city in Japan before it was Tokyo, and it and we. I'm not sure exactly who we were. We were sort of <laughs> bosses trying to get a sort of stable of workers. I'm not entirely sure about the, what we were doing, but it was all... <laughs> it involved a lot of um, moving around and hiring different workers. Yeah. Um, the, 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 doing business on the, yeah, on the main doing business. street. And yeah. there's always a lot more to be done than you can do in the time available, because there's only... Yeah. There's 13 rounds in the game, and each round, first off, we bid on who's going first and uh, how far we're moving. So uh, we've got a little piece to place on the track for that. Uh, And then when it comes around to your turn, you can hire a new character, which is basically taking one of the available cards and putting it somewhere on the board in this marketplace, uh, which has four different districts around the crossroads. You put it on there and claim it, and you've got one of your little pieces on it. Uh, and that is now a worker that's w- working for you. And then the second thing you do is you move your big Oyakata figure, which apparently is Japanese for uh, boss, 
I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they move around this market in, in a sort of... There's a, a circle of spaces that's moving round and round. Uh, so say you said you move three spaces, you move three spaces here. And on that space, uh, every space has its own action, but there's also the action of whatever character cards have, have been placed there. So I could go to the fish place and buy one of the fish that are available and also use a character that Rick had hired in the previous turn to also get myself a rice and a sandal. When I use Rick's character, that figure that he'd placed on it moves up slightly, so he'll be getting a better reward when it comes around to payday. All these characters sort of get more experience the more people use it. And it all adds up to get trying to get all these different resources and get your people that the character you've hired um on the board and then get them retired so they come off the board again and go safely into onto your player board and there's money that is never enough money and there's rice that you need to give your people and there's never enough rice and you're trying to get fish and for points or tobacco for points or various other um, different resources that you need for building buildings and there's only three months in each season and then that's never enough you can't do all the things you want to do so yeah I mean it's a lot of interlocking mechanisms and I found it a, an, an interesting puzzle, the movement thing, mm. uh, where you you can choose how far you move, and you want to move further so because every time you do a lap, your your people get a bit more experienced and you can get retired. Mm. Uh, but also, you want to do specific things, but in order to do that one, you need to have done that one first, and it but that's a bit further on. It's um, it's it it adds up to an interesting puzzle, I thought. What were your your experiences of it? Do you think I enjoyed playing it? Okay, I can see that I can see that it's a good game. It's well put together, and like you said, the production's really good. And I think the other players quite enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously liked liked the game. Uh, for for me, I don't think it's really my style of game. Mm. Um, like I say, I enjoyed playing it. Would I want to play it again? Mm, possibly, yeah, maybe. Uh, I, th- I thought it was maybe have been a smidge too long. Couple of, was it ninety minutes when we played it plus another half an hour for yeah I think so things, yeah. wasn't it something like that I think it's one of these where uh, the promise of time on the box is a little bit um, yeah it's a little bit yeah under maybe, what maybe a little is, bit more so because so a lot that, of difficult decisions that people want to yeah 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 there's a lot the right of decision, uh, yeah there's a lot of thought that goes into your move even though you're only doing like yeah. three actions in that in that round there's a lot yeah, yeah you need to decide how are you going to get what you need. Uh, I felt a bit sorry for poor old Matt uh, because yes. he, yeah, he actually got fire. hammered halfway through the game with a fire, uh, and uh, I don't think he really recovered from that, or there was any way for him to recover. This is actually a slightly odd mechanic in it. I mean, there's all these puzzles to work out to absolutely uh, optimize your turn, mm. but three times during the game, there's a a fire that breaks out, and that, and you pick uh, one of the areas at, the, at random. There's four corners of the board and the fire could break out in any of those four corners uh, and sort of march along that district and if people haven't got their firefighting level up enough it just destroys everything in its path mm. so Matt had all his eggs in one basket really and had one of mm. these four sections entirely populated with his his characters that he'd hired 
and the fire happened to break out there and yeah. wiped out all the cards that he put out. <laughs> and then the next fire, uh, he had a couple of uh, characters in another place, and that happened to be the place that the fire broke out that time. So he got hammered twice, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And if that happens to you, then yeah, that's... yeah. It, it was our first game. It so was. You're not I necessarily mean... going to, you know, understand everything about the game. Probably in the second game, you'd probably uh, take account of the possibility of that and go. Yeah, yeah. And w- when we finished, yeah. it did say that it'd be willing to play it again, even though, you know, it it, it was well behind in the points. Yeah. He, he, he quite enjoyed it, and he, he did play it again. So take take that take that as you will. But for me, if they took out the fire track and they took out the feeding the people at the end of the season, and mm. um, maybe put them into an expansion or like an optional module, I think I probably have enjoyed it a little bit more. But uh, but yeah, I can see why I can see why people like it and would want to play it again. Um, yeah, it's definitely a good game if you like that kind of thing. I think you uh, you prefer building things up in your game rather than having things smashed down. It, I think you, you don't yeah, like I, that. Uh, that I tension think it was a struggle. It is a bit of a struggle. Like you said, there is a puzzle of you, you need to get enough. You need to get enough stuff. You need to be careful of what's going on. But yeah, it was, for me, I would rather just sort of build up and you know have multiple combos going off and things like that. Whereas this one, it was kind of yeah, right. I've got three actions. I need six rights and some money to do something else and yeah. I also need to start building this building and <laughs> I'm going to factions to do that so deciding what you know what's going to take priority you, you, one of the good things I liked about it was like the combos because when you hire a character you can put it onto the space that you're at and then you get that straight away so yeah. that gives you a better flexibility doesn't it you, if you need if you really need rice you've got a few characters out there like maybe one will pick uh, you know will give you rice so you can pick that one hire it as long as you've got enough money Put it on your space and get the right get the rice from it. So there, there are there are ways around it. You can mitigate your look to a certain extent, and, and like I say, it was a kind of learning game that we played with with a few new players. So I'm, I'm sure if you played it again, you'd take that into account. So mm-hmm. it is beautiful. I mean, they've put a lot of there's a lot of art in that game. I mean, there's, mm. there's probably like a hundred cards, and every one's got its own individual. Yeah, all the painting. characters are different. All the yeah. buildings are different. Um, yeah. this, nice. The board's two sided. The, player, yes. the individual player boards are two-sided. One side is uh, specifically for a two-player game where you've got fewer, fewer um, slots for the characters. It's mm-hmm. a bit tighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the fires are slightly worse. How is it two-player? How did that compare? It's, it, it works out pretty much a similar game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's just the way we played, but it, it seems harder to get buildings built. It, right, uh, yeah. in, our, in our four-player game, I think there were like... We all got... A building built, and I think I built mm. t- till two of them. Been the two mm. two player games I've had have been really struggling to get even one built. I don't know exactly mm. why that would be, mm. but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it it plays pretty similarly. I, I, I quite enjoy it actually. I think yeah. Uh, it is a little bit long to fit into a, a an evening, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I think it's one that I'm going to keep. Yeah, a good a good game for a Sunday. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and the uh, I'll just give a quick shout out to the uh, the eel seller card, which is, I think is possibly unnecessarily buff. I mean, I don't think you get <laughs> the, get quite such ab definition just selling eels. I don't. I'm not quite sure why that's like that. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so that's one to look out for next time you play it. Yeah, we'll do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Samuel, what you what have you been playing? I played an even longer game on um, on that at that Sunday session, um, so I'd be glad to miss that one, Rick. I was playing. <laughs> we were talking about long games and ones that don't fit into an evening. Hmm. This one definitely doesn't. So this one is Dominations, 
Road to Civilization, which is a tile laying and tableau building, civilization building game for two to four players. And that was your second attempt at playing it, wasn't it? That was our second attempt at playing it, yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, again, it's got one of those misleading box times. In fact, this one is doubly misleading because depending on where on the box you look, that seems to change how long the game lasts, says it lasts for. Because <laughs> oh, yes. it's, got, it's got little icons on each of the four sides of the, I think it's the lid, mm. of the base. Um, on two of those sides, it says it lasts 80 to 120 minutes. And on the other two sides, it says 80 to 160 minutes. <laughs> I mean, BGD says 60 to 120. I would say mm. it's closer to four hours than two. And as Tom alluded to, the first time we played it on a Tuesday... We did the rules, and by the time oh, um, so the Tuesday session started at seven and ended at eleven, and by the time we'd done the rules and half, about half the game, it was about half past ten. <laughs> so we were not going to finish. And in fact, we did nine of the fifteen turns hmm. um, that you have. Um, it is it is a long game, but that is really because not because it's complex. Because actually, it's not that difficult. Mm. Um, to learn or teach it's just very very thinky there's a lot of things to think about because mm. it, it really front loads you the information so and you have quite it's rather than being a game of many short turns it's a game of fewer longer turns so you will only have 15 turns during the game five turns in each of three ages um, and on each turn you'll firstly place a triangular tile uh, on the map to try and gain resources in this case knowledge in different domains and then the second part is to either build or upgrade a city or contribute to one of the monuments which is sort of special buildings that go on on, uh, on the map that give you extra points and will give you cards as well and then the third part of <laughs> your turn is to build uh, or upgrade um, a card into your civilization tree hmm. which is your tableau of cards that give you various different effects ongoing bonuses, points for things in each age, things like that. You could you can buy any any of the available cards, assuming you have enough resources, and if it's the highest level card, the prerequisite as well. Um, and the, there are absolutely dozens of these to look at. And as I said, they're all available from the start. So the, <laughs> there's well, you have about eight different player aids, and each there's player aids listing every single card for every single. Uh, colour of knowledge mm-hmm. and then what they upgrade to because you can obviously you can upgrade them so there's a lot of information there to take as to what mm. what cards you want there yeah is... and all, all of that's available at the start so you, yeah. you so that you can't make the first decision without reading everything and understanding yeah. everything yes <laughs> yeah um, there's a lot of games are... that sort of uh, drip feed it, feed it a bit more and so yeah this, this, this a, goes here at the start you just have this mm. simple decision and then it gradually grows but it, those ones yeah. that uh, sort of give you everything right at the start are just a bit yeah. difficult yeah, once you've played it a few times, the game time will come down quite a lot, I think. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I certainly yeah. found my turns in the latest game much quicker than they'd been in sort of the previous games. And there is a bit of overlap in terms of what the cards do. Certainly the, the lowest level cards are all fairly similar um, for the large part. So that helps a little bit. Yeah, it is just to do with the amount of information rather than any mm. than the understanding of the rules. It's It's quite... Straightforward. Place the tile to get some knowledge. So the decisions you may mayor up which tile you're going to place where to get what knowledge. What knowledge do you want? And then you build the cities. Which cities are useful to increase how much knowledge you can store in in the different domains, and they give you influence, which is the closest the game comes to really sort of warfare. 
There's mm. no combat or anything in the game. Or you can contribute to your monument, which gives you other sort of special cards for your um, tableau, which give you points, gives you other fancy abilities. Mm. Um, and then you've got to decide what, all the, what cards you want to buy or upgrade that round. <laughs> and then there's, there's stuff at the end of each age, well, there's a bit of end of age things that happens. Um, Looking at the influence track, somebody gets to copy somebody else's card. It's called assimilating a card, so you get to look at the cards other people have got and pick mm. one and take a copy of that card into your tree. So not not the one they've actually got, not the copy they've got in their tree, not stealing it. You're taking mm. another copy of the same card from the supply and adding it to your tree. Um, so is it is it based on points then? Do you, is it like a points thing at the end, or is yeah, it like the, a race to a build? Per, the winner is the person who has the most points. Right. Um, and that will be several hundred points. It's a very... Yeah. Point salad type of game, you get points from all over the place, which is quite nice. In the, in the latest, but in the games are you know relatively different as well. In the latest game I played at the weekend, um, I ended it with a nonsense discount on cities from different cards. Mm. I essentially was building cities at a cost of minus, building a level one city at a cost of minus four when it should have been three. I got so mm. much of a discount because of various cards, um, which is quite nice because one of the things you do get at the start of the game to help you decide on a sort of route is you, you get to choose one from two sort of cards that give you sort of, sort of five different objectives and then they're kind of famous different civilizations um, and so that gives you a, and in particular each of those gives you sort of as a bit of a focus on three of the six um, domains of knowledge so you sort of try and prioritise those ones in terms of what cards you're buying what resources you're going to get that kind of thing and I actually managed to do all five of the five objectives which is pretty good I did. Uh, I did notice when you were packing up that game on, on Sunday that uh, the Vikings had ended up building in the cross of the roads, which is a, a yes. <laughs> slightly ver- a different version of history. Did, yes. Were the uh, were the, uh, did the civilization play in different ways, or was it just a, a title? Um, they had different objectives to aim for. Yeah. Um, so they are. Don't be different. They'll have you know different colours to aim for. Some will have things like get a certain amount of influence points. Some will have controlled monuments. Some will there'll be various ones that will have various things to do with cities, either connected or not connected in different amounts or different levels, city things like that. Um, so there's a, there's a you know reasonable variety. You, I feel like you get a fair bit out of play out of it. Mm. Um, and you know, with the sheer amount of cards, you'd be doing you know you'd have, you could have quite a lot of very different games. I'd imagine. Yeah, I think I think that's probably what you want something from a civilization game. You want something that's going to be, you know, a bit epic where you can build up your tech trees and build monuments and yeah, you know, spend a bit of a longer game doing it. That's part yeah. of part of the <laughs> civilization genre, isn't it? Of kind of that kind of game. Yeah, it certainly takes a while. I mean, mm. the theme is a little bit. It's not. It's not the strongest of civilization themes. I would mm. say. I mean, you are building out this map, but it's not and putting cities down. But the, you know, the tiles don't really like land particularly mm. um, they're just sort of triangular towers of the, the particular coloured sort of circular mm. kind of camp thing in the middle yeah um, I do quite like the look of the triangular tiles yeah they are I mean, they're yeah, nice quality yeah. as well the game's mm. the game certainly comes with an art you know the, the player boards are sort of double whatever the thing is double layered so that all you, you, um, the tracks for keeping track of the resources are nice you know it comes with uh, holders for the cars and holders for the tiles um, which is really nice. It stops them all flapping about in the box, and they're all oh, that's good. organized. Yeah. Yeah. There's just about enough space to store all the monuments um, 
all put together. You have to be a little bit clever with one or two of them, but you can do it. Are they like models then or something? Yeah, or the monuments are, they... are kind of 3D made out of uh, cardboard. Right. Yeah. You slotted sort of together, which is quite good. Hmm. Um, and they've got the names on the bottom, so you can quite easily just work out which set of cards goes to which monument, hmm. which is nice. Hmm. Um, so the production values are pretty good. Um, I mean, it's when I bought it, I hadn't played it before and had just been you know, reading up on it that day, so it was a bit of a gamble, but I, it's definitely one that I've uh, a gamble that I um, don't regret taking because hmm. mm-hmm. um, I do like myself a bit of a tableau building type thing where you're building up powers and getting points for different things mm. um, and that one definitely fits that itch and is quite you know once you've sort of got the hang of the cards and things it'll, it's, you know, it'll be quite easy to play next time round because mm. like I said the gameplay is relatively straightforward for the length of the game it's just that starting thing of learning yeah, all the cards and oh my god, yeah. the cards. So yeah. he, I mean, it took us about four hours on the Sunday session, even though we were playing with three of us that had played at the the, the previous mm. time at the Tuesday session. It still took us quite a while. Yeah, um, how many players did it go up to? Is it four? Yeah, two to four. Four. Yeah, and can you play two player as well? Yeah, I played it right. actually. I played it, all three games. I played it being at different player counts. Mm. Um, and it seems to work fine. Mm-hmm. I also realised I completely forgot to mention that there are roll cards. Yeah, at the end of each age, they'll give you different things as well, which you dish out based on whoever's got the most in each remaining knowledge at the end of the age. Mm. Um, so that, that can be interesting as well. Um, so, so you'd recommend it then? Um, I'd recommend Overall? it if you like a longer sieve building, sort of yeah. tile tablet building. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I would not recommend it to everybody, of course, as we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, again, everybody will like it, but if you're into that sort of a thing and don't mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Thinking about here's the information, off you go. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of. Yeah. Go if you're after a Civ game, it's. Yeah, that's kind it's of the part of the parcel of getting into it, isn't it? Is the. Yeah. The expectation that it's going to be a bit longer and a bit more involved. Yeah. As I said earlier, there's not much in the way of combat. Or indeed, there's mm. not an enormous amount of player interaction. There's obviously a fair bit when you're building up the, the board itself with the tiles. Mm. Um, for example, building next to somebody's city will give them a resource of whatever the city's in, or mm. a resource equal to the city's level, things like that. Um, but there's no real combat as such, so you're not going to be taking resources off each other particularly. One or two cards will do things like that, but for the most part, it's sort of doing your own thing-ish and... Mm. You know, you might get a few resources here and there from people placing things down, things like that. Um, so, if you're looking for something with a lot of player interaction, that's not going to be it. And it's all um, about acquiring knowledge and building things up, which is a, yeah. a very funny yeah. idea of uh, history of civilization, really. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just another point, just to note, um, which is pertinent to Tom, is that it's not the best game if you're colorblind because there's lots of different mm. the colors. Red, yellow, green, blue, purple, and orange, um, and they do have different symbols on the the bigger bits in the middle of the tiles, but the ones in the corners obviously don't. Um, so I think you can attest that it's being a little bit tricky to see what's going on, Tom. Yeah, I just had a quick look at the components, and yeah, you got to you got to try and fit um, things together with the same colour, and uh, sometimes I just I just couldn't tell which ones were which. So yeah, uh, um, Maybe I'll play this at some point in the future, but maybe maybe I'll never play it. Who knows? <laughs> yes. I mean, I will happily play it at the moment. It is, it is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too difficult to teach either, um, actually, I've found. 
um, which is quite good for a you know a bigger more complex game. You haven't you haven't got a million and twelve systems to try and teach and all kinds of mm. this token and that token and this bit and that bit and this mechanic and yeah. these and that and the other. It's you know relatively straightforward. Yes. Cool. So that was that was dominations. Okay. Uh, and anything else you've played? And then I had the one that I've played, um, which I came I came across via Tom actually, who brought his copy to the club a few weeks ago, um, and we played it. And I thought, oh, I like this one, so I bought it myself. And that is Nova Luna. Oh yes. Which is a little lightweight two to four player um, abstract game by co-designed by Uwe Rosenberg of. Um, Agricola, Glass Road, all the things yeah. like patchwork, hmm. um, and so this is this is a really nice little. Well, it's supposedly to do with the moon, but it's it's really it's pretty much abstract um, <laughs> game. Which Very thin uh, premise. Again, actually, by coincidence, it's tile laying, um, and the idea is that you are taking tiles from the central, well, sort of central supply thing. A bit like patchwork, you take the next you can take one of the next three ahead of the in this case the moon marker um, and add that to your tableau of tiles and most of the tiles will have on what the game calls tasks that you have to try and complete which generally involve having neighbouring tiles that have you know particular amounts of neighbouring tiles in particular amount that have got certain colours so you might need two yellows and red or four blues or whatever else but of course those tiles when you get them will also have their own tasks on so it's about trying to pick the right tiles to combine the different tasks uh, because the winner is the first person to get rid of all 20 of their discs and you get rid of those by completing the tasks. You put one on it to say, I finished this one. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's again, if you get the right kind of tiles, it can be very satisfying. In the most recent game I played, I, I built it up so that when I picked a particular, I got a particular red tile which I put in and it completed about seven or eight tasks at once. <laughs> oh, really that's nice, nice. yes. Because <laughs> that... You know, I had various tasks, needed two or three reds and things like that, and it was really, really satisfying. But, you know, it only takes 15, 20 minutes to play. Well, actually, BGD says 30, 60 minutes. <laughs> That's a little over, possibly. It's more like, yeah, I'd say sort of 30 minutes. So it's, again, very straightforward to teach. Um, a really, really nice little abstract game. I think um, uh, the thing I like about uh, this game is I think pretty much everyone who plays it, no matter how well they end up doing and uh, I think at some point during the game they're going to do something which which will make them feel really clever like yeah. put down this and that completes four different mm. tasks and it, it completes all the ones on it as well it's great yeah yes. yeah it's got that really it's got that yeah. sort of really satisfying edge which I really do like in a, in a board game just those yeah. little moments yeah yeah when everything just combines and you just get just the right thing that will finish loads of stuff I, that's you know something I tend to look out for in games yeah. I thought um, I might have put you off at the first game we played. I think uh, you had a, a moment of triumph followed by uh, despair when I pointed out that um, I had who was it that we were playing yeah. with? It? Was it Matt Mark who had just had the game before, at the yeah. uh, turn before had actually uh, won? I, I thought had I'd actually won, missed yeah. one of his tasks, so he could have won. So. Yeah, I thought I'd won. In fact, it was the player before me. You Mark had the victory in your hands, won. and I snatched it away from you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoyed the yeah. game. Got some chairs, went out and then, then bought it. Mm. Um, and it's definitely one that will be staying in my collection. It's really nice. Mm. Um, and for once, unlike a lot of board games, there's, there's a bloody well, like actually, like some board games, there's a ton of space in the box, partly because of the little board. Mm. 
Um, but strangely, you, you think it might come with insert, but it doesn't. <laughs> Which is mm-hmm. a bit odd. Just there's loads of empty space. But oh well, it's really nice. It's a nice little game. Hmm. Yeah, I liked that one. I've I think tried the, that um, one. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. You say it's uh, co-designed by Uwe Rosenberg. I think it's and actually it was um, this other designer um, sort of came up with a core concept, and Uwe Rosenberg saw it and thought, "Oh, I can improve on that," and okay. sort of did his own version of the game. Okay. But then said, "Oh yeah, but I got the core concept from that guy, so we'll call, call him co-designer." Yeah, I don't think they were exactly, exactly working together. Hmm. So, yeah. It says reimplements habitats. Yeah, I think that's habitats it. Yeah, where it, where you've got the same thing of tiles have their own tasks, but also contribute complete, completing other tiles' tasks. I think that's the basic thing, but yeah. Uwe Rosenberg just sort of ironed out some of the wrinkles and hmm. made it made it his own game. Right. Habitat hmm. says it's got 68 different animals. <laughs> Gosh. Good gracious, isn't he? Uh, Nova Luna just has colours and dots. Yeah. Yeah. We just need to play Habitat and see how it compares. Hmm, Yeah. See what Uwe Rosenberg's spin on it was, what yes, he brought yes. to the table. Uh, speaking of building things up, I mean, uh, I think that's just been a theme of the things that we've been talking about so far, that you just really enjoy uh, creating things in a board game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not so much the things being destroyed and taken away from you. <laughs> yeah. One of the interviews yeah. I read in Senate with, one, was, I can't remember which design it was, but he, he was uh, very much of that view that he much prefers building things up. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a personal taste thing, but I think that's a general one. But yes, that, that sort of uh, segues on to our question of the week, doesn't it, Rick? Yes. It does, yes. Yeah. Um, so the, over the past few months, I've been playing a few city-building games. So um, I've got the I've got the uh, computer games, the Skylines one, SimCity, that kind of thing. I really enjoyed those. Yeah, I've played um, the City Skylines. Uh, yeah, I bought the Anno one as well because we played the board game recently. So I bought the Anno game; that was oh, yeah. quite a good one as well. Uh, so I really into like city building and building up your, you know, your um, your buildings and things like that, zones and things like, of that nature. Um, so in in the board gaming realm, obviously there are city building games as well. There there are quite a lot of games where you, you kind of build buildings and you know you get powers and things like that. But that's not not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the more kind of Maybe it's more up to date, you know, set in the modern times rather than you know uh, medieval times, and it's actually you know having zones and having you know managing a city rather than you know just having buildings that you that you build. So, like a, an example I thought of was Citadels. If you if you played that one, yeah. you have building cards, but it's not really about the building cards. It's more about the characters that you pick in, and that's just yeah. that's not really a city building game as as such. No. You know, though you do you do do that and. Uh, another example of one that I thought of was Alhambra that we've got at the club. So in Alhambra, it's um, very similar to Carcassonne, where you get tiles and you kind of build up your own little, your own little map of the, you know, these Alhambras. But again, that doesn't really feel like a sitting building game. It's more, more of an abstract kind of tile laying game. Um, the ones that I'm talking about are the, are the ones that are more like SimCity and Anno and things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Give us some examples I, then. I, I have uh, I have got a couple that I've uh, that I've played recently that uh, that I'm thinking of. So one is uh, Quadropolis, which is um, very similar to SimCity in that you've got tiles that are like city blocks. So you about have uh, one's a port, one's a, a commercial building, one's a business, and you're drafting these tiles from like a central board and building up a, building up your own city. 
and it's the typical sort of city building thing where you want residential next to parks that'll score your points you want shops next to factories that'll get your points but you lose mm. points for putting your factories next to residential areas things like that so I played uh, played a few games of Quadropolis that's a really good one it is quite restrictive though this one I, I have had a couple of pl- complaints that um, it's too restrictive because you, you've got a grid of like tiles that you can choose from but it does limit it uh, based on like the, the ones that you can pick so you've got like these little um, architect tiles that let you pick from either a row or a column uh, but then when you put it into your board, it's got to go into the same row and column as well. So you, it kind of restricts you in that way. It's a little bit, you can't just like build wherever you want. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. But but I really enjoyed it. It's a good one. I, I liked it. It's a nice production and everything. It's a good game. Quadropolis. Yeah, I think I've played that uh, just the once. And I, I, I think I enjoyed it. So I'd like to play it again. <laughs> I've not played Quadropolis before. And uh, I've heard of it a lot seen it being played I think yeah yeah the other big one that um that, that people often cite is suburbia um this is the one where you get like hex tiles and you are actually building up a city again same sort of thing you've got like water tiles you've got buildings um, yeah you're drafting them from like a central board and you're building up your own city and again it's scoring points depending on where they are in relation to each other and you're building up districts and things like that uh, now I haven't actually played this one uh, but I have got the app version of it oh. so there's a really good implementation of the app that you can play on your tablet uh, and that, that that's a really good game I, I quite like that one as well I've played Suburbia a couple of times and this is the one that I uh, immediately thought of when you were talking about SimCity because mm. this is the most SimCity like uh, game yeah, in because yeah. it's about you know <laughs> what what things go next to one whatever and they all affect each other and yeah this is um, I, and I've played it a couple of times and it's a really good game as well yeah yeah I've only played the app version, which I think oh, you got the app as well, yeah. Hmm. Um, and I quite liked the tiles going together, the different scoring things, but I really got put off by the on the scoring track. Every so often, you have to lose some stuff when you go over a, whatever the lines are. It's not whilst it's played, so I can't quite remember exactly how it works. But once I got near the end, it was to sort of sort of to try, you know, to carry on your combos and try and get lost points it was mm. really worth it because you were just losing so much stuff mm. I kind of found that very unsatis- un- very unsatisfying and just didn't like uh, it at yeah. all yeah. It, re- it really put me off the game all right, okay. I got rid of it I got rid of it yep, and not really mm. put me off it, trying it again because it was mm-hmm. just just getting to put where well I could put that there and score 10 points and I'm going to go over all of these different lines so I'm going to lose so much stuff it's not worth it yeah yeah and it was yeah it is I, was getting to put, well, I didn't really want to put anything down because they were getting, you know, they were every couple of points or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I don't really want to put anything else down. This is it was act, it was actively making me not want to play the game. Yeah, yeah. Again, you get those restrictions, don't you? Where you can't just build wherever you want. You have to follow certain rules and put things next to things that you're going to get you more points. So, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, from the design perspective, you can you can see exactly why those come in because you know otherwise people are going to get engines that are going to get them further and further ahead mm. yeah. the yeah. more you get the more you get so I, that's I, I the sort of rubber banding I, I couldn't see why they'd done it but it, catch it up mechanism. really put me off yeah I just again like it's the, the uh, you like creating things and not having things taken away it's, uh, yeah <laughs> but it's a bit of a shame because the, the building up was, was quite nice and there were some nice looking combos and things but um, and, uh, and, uh, another one that I've played um, I think we've talked about this one previously, previously as well is My City 
This is the Reiner Knizia mm. one that's kind of... I've heard it, of that, but not played it. Uh, it's got it's got like a legacy game in it where you can play like a campaign and it changes the rules each time you play. Uh, but there's also like a standard a version that you can play as well. It is, yeah. It's more kind of tile laying. Um, yeah, when you put down this uh, L shape and it, it's blue, so it's yeah, an industrial like, area, but you don't really feel like you're creating a city, I don't think. You just, it, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But I quite, I quite like the campaign version of it. Um, it's a really good game. The different yes. things, yeah. Uh, depending on what game you were playing, it, it'll introduce a new rule and then something else will drop out that was, you know, redundant now. So that was that was a good one. We enjoyed that one. Yeah, we played through the entire campaign, me and Paula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a good one. It's really good um, how it kept up coming up with variations on the same basic idea of putting things yeah, down, and they all yeah. worked in interesting <laughs> ways. Yeah. And and then the final one that I'll, I'll quickly mention is a, a card game called The City uh, by Tom Lehman, this is. Mm. And it's based on another game, uh, Jump Jump Drive, I think it's called, like a space-themed one. But okay. this is the one where you build buildings. Uh, and to pay for the buildings, you discard cards out of your hand. So you might have a building that costs three, for example. So that means that out of your hand of five cards... You can build one, so that's one going out of your hand, and then it'll cost you another three. So you have to discard three to build this building. But the building that you'll that you'll get will either give you points or it'll give you more draws on your next turn. Um, so this is like a really quick kind of um, card game version of city building, and it does it does feel like it. it um, you know, you're building buildings, and you you want ones that sort of work together with each other uh, in a similar sort of fashion. Uh, some have prerequisites, so like. If you want to build the big office building, for example, you've got to have a freeway before you before you can do that, things like that. Uh, and this is a good one because it kind of ramps up as well. So, like, on the first couple of turns, you're drawing one or two cards. But then when you get into turn, like, five and six, you're drawing 10, 15 cards into your hand. Um, and it's pretty quick. It plays in, like, 15, 20 minutes. Plays up to about six players, I think, as well. Maybe five or six. Five, I think it is, actually. Yeah, five players. Uh, so that's a good one as well. If you want like a quick filler type city building game, that's a good one. So yeah. is that just uh, city building in the te- sense that you're putting down cards, which are things that yeah. it's not not got the geographical thing of the, got this has got to be no. next to that. No, no, you're, yeah. you're more look, kind of looking for combos of the cards. So like some cards will give you lots of points, some will give you cards to draw to give you income. Some yeah. will be a combination, and you want ones that will combo off each other. So it's less of the kind of spatial thing that you get. Of, of building it up and just picking, you know, cards that will work work well together. Yeah, um, I think my possibly my favourite um, of that sort of game where it's not about what goes next to what it's, but it's about what you've um, got in total and what works together. Uh, mm. I think a, a, another a city building card game is London. Uh, I don't know if you've played oh, this. Yeah. I've played uh, that. Yeah, I've got. No, one I've not tried it. it. Yeah, it's I, uh, I, I played the second edition of this, which uh, is just yeah. cards. I think the first edition had a map where you were getting things, but but yeah, um, and that's uh, a game by Martin Wallace, and it's uh, you play through three ages where the uh, the further you get down the deck, the more modern the buildings are that you're getting, and you're actually building places oh, in yeah. London, um, mm-hmm. and they all. Uh, add together to get your various different things. Uh, money, which is very tight. Points, which is obviously what the aim of the game. Uh, but also they sometimes, sometimes they just add poverty. 
So, so at the end of the game, we see who's got the most poverty and they lose lots of points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's quite good. You sort of build up your city, then every so often you'll run it and activate all your cards, but that'll give you poverty as well. Yeah. Um, so you're trying to find ways to get rid of that. And every yeah. time I've played, I've never, ever had enough money, even if I've tried to stop power bloody loads. It's still oh, yeah. never enough. Because <laughs> the, la- the last sort of third of the deck is all just cards that cost tons, and there's about two that give you money at that point. Yeah. <laughs> But it's really nice when you when you do the run city action and you get loads of stuff, but then you, all these all the cards have been turned over, so now you got yeah, to build it all up spend, again. Yeah, yeah I've got to say yeah. most of the cards once you've used them, they're gone. Yeah, um, so you can't use the same cards here when you keep getting new ones. Yeah, it's got this. You've got later in the game, suddenly the rotten enemies. It's got this sort of cycle of build help, things help, up, help. then get stuff for it, then build things up and get stuff for it. Yeah, it's, and cards uh, run out of money. Yeah, and, yeah. and right, run out of money. Yes. You can take loans, you know. There's money there. Who's the designer for that one, Tom? Did you That's say? Martin Wallace. Ah, oh, right, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I tend to, the more games of his I play, the more I, I kind of like what he does. So, mm. yeah, that might be one I might want to try because it's, yeah, sounds good. We did mention uh, uh, Anno 1800 is another sort of uh, building up game. I don't I don't think you'd call that a city building game exactly because no, you're not no, building no. it. But yeah. It's a um, tech tree game, really. But yeah. I had a couple of, of other games. city builders I was going to mention. Yeah. One that we've not mentioned yet that. It also fits into the fifteen twenty minutes. One plays quite a few is between two cities. Oh um, yeah! Oh yes! Yeah, I've seen mm. that. which is a little again. It's again, it's tile placement, but it definitely has elements of stuff going next to stuff to work well. So you'll, it's it's kind of a semi-cooperative one because you'll build up. Um, each player will build up two cities: one in conjunction with the player on the left, and one in con- conjunction with the player on their right via drafting tiles. Which again, there's different types that score different ways. So supermarkets want to be in a straight line. Um, some things will score a bit more of the next to things. Mm. You don't want your factories next to your houses because that makes the houses score less. Things like that. And at the end of the game, you score up all the cities, and obviously you'll have scores for two cities, and whichever is the lowest score is your final score for the game. Mm. So you try to make the cities score the same. Um, and I actually played this at the treehouse at the weekend, and uh, I managed to get both my cities scoring exactly the same amount of points. Which is quite <laughs> nice. They both scored sixty-eight, so I won by a point because they yeah. down with sixty-seven. I, I, I quite enjoyed that because you, you you're working on two cities at the same time, but you want them to do equally well. You can't like tank yeah. one because your opponent's putting stuff into it as well, because yeah. you'll it'll end up low, scoring lower, so you won't get anything. So you want to try to get both of them up, and yeah. I found that yeah really good. Yeah, it's a really nice concept. That's, that's, and yeah. they also did it with um, Castles of Mad King Lundwig. They did one, yeah, they did, uh, yeah. a new version oh, yeah. called uh, Between Two Castles of Mad King Lundwig. Yeah, I've not weird. played that one, so I'm not quite sure how it yeah. differs. No, I haven't done that. So. And then yeah. I'll just mention, again, I'll just mention quickly is one I got um, a Kickstarter one that arrived fairly recently, and that's Streets by Sinister Fish oh, Games yeah. from the yeah. same people who did uh, Villagers. It's the same sort of box. Hmm. And that, again, is laying tiles down. To build as well, arguably to build streets from, rather than cities, but it's it's you're building up a city of sorts, and you're trying to sort of gain the most, well, the most money, I think, um, via the different buildings you're putting down. It's it's quite nice because you're sort of trying to you put down a building in a street, and then the the street will score once it's got it's can't be extended at either end. You've, you've closed it off, mm. and then the buildings will get um, those owners points for different things like the number of buildings in the street or different types of people that are in the street um, or the different symbols on the different buildings so you're trying to put down buildings that work with each other again mm. um, and it plays quite quickly, I mean it only takes half an hour because um, the game ends and all the tiles have been put down 
yeah. Uh, there's a bit of endgame scoring with any borders that haven't been scored yet. Um, and there's a, it's um, got a few little extra modules and things you can add to it. So there's you can add uh, asymmetric player powers is one thing that you can add. Um, I haven't yet added in the Kickstarter tiles, one of which is a board game cafe. A few things, and there's another variant as well that um, does actually do a bit of set collecting from some other another set of symbols on the cards on the tiles, mm. which I've not tried yet. Um, so there's a bit of depth to it, a bit more, a bit more. That will extend the playtime, but it's really nice. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I've all played it once, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, when I played yeah, it. Kick, yeah, yeah. Kickstarter game, lovely. All everything, you know, all the the people and the tokens and everything and all the all the money tokens are all wooden. Oh it's yeah, yeah. Nice. It's got really nice components, hasn't it? Yeah, the meeples yeah. are like screen printed like Yeah. Meeples and everything in different With shapes. Pic- yeah. yeah, different different <laughs> shapes. And they've got it's slightly annoying because the, the meeples have got all this love design of you know what they're wearing, but that makes it slightly harder to see what colours they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the blue and the green I found were not so easy to teleport. Doesn't help that, but they do look nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice yeah that's a good one. Yeah. That's a quick game, yeah. Cool. So I, I think there's loads of city, guy, uh, city type city, games yeah. that um, that you can choose from. So there, there's a good a good selection of ones that um, that you can try. But uh, yeah, maybe we'll re- revisit this at some point or other and yeah. uh, suggest some more, maybe. Join <laughs> uh, that. I didn't remember there was actually a City Skylines board game. Oh um, yes, yeah. I've, there I, is. Not enti- I can't quite remember what that involves though. Well, I imagine it's a city building of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's cooperative. Mm. I might be wrong. Um, yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've not played that one, but yeah, I'm yeah, going no, to check out as well. Yeah, cool. Okay, so uh, we're up to about an hour, so um, I think we'll call it there. If there's anything else you want to add or anything, any, any other? Not from me, no. I think that's nope. everything. Me yeah. over. Cool. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for joining me, uh, Samuel. Thank you for speaking to us today. No problems. Thank um, you, Tom. Thanks for coming on. That's a pleasure. We've been the Sheffield Board Gamers. Uh, we play at the club in Sheffield at the University Arms and at the Red Deer. So if you want to come and play some games with us, pop down to Sheffield City Centre, have a look at, uh, uh, on Facebook, find us on there. Um, you can have a look at the forum as well, www.sheffieldboardgamers.com. Uh, and until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.